Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Podcast, our weekly news podcast that discusses news that interests us from the past week. This is for the week of May 7th, 2017. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Wright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're... I'm a bee. 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 Rich, rich baby. baby. Rich. What? What? <laughs> I'm a bee. That was literally spur of the moment because just before we went up for some re- Adam Adam says I'm a and I was like I'm a B I'm a B I'm a B I'm a I'm a, I'm a B <laughs> and then, now it's gonna be stuck in my head for fucking ever. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so this is episode two fifty eight of the Lazy Geese podcast. So um, uh, next week's show, uh, both uh, Mondays and Thursdays. We'll be recording. To, we'll be in the same room again, or as I should say, live from Los Angeles, yeah. since Adam will be coming down uh, this week for me birthday. Me birthday. Me birthday. Me birthday. <laughs> for me birthday. <laughs> hey, Lily, Lily, Lily. Incredibly racist, by the way. <laughs> hey, I was watching. Oh, it was funny because um, uh. Heather found the other night these uh, old commercials from like the seventies, like like us growing up, and um, later and then today I saw like uh, from sixty seven to seventy seven, I think, and it was like Saturday morning like shows and like cartoons and stuff like that. So I started watching them, and I was like, going, "Oh wow!" I go, "I remember that." Oh, I remember watching that show. And then all of a sudden, I then all of a sudden it's like. Lucky charms that are magically delicious. I'm like, wow, that's that is racist, isn't it? <laughs> and then <laughs> yes, it is. And then there was this one commercial where it was, um, I I, I want to say it was for tricks or some breakfast cereal, and this girl goes, 
this little girl and her father and this little girl's like you can't have those those are for kids and he goes well i'm a big kid and then she's like and a handsome one too and they there was this kind of like lingering look like as mm. extra like this little extra couple of seconds too long and i was like and i was like oh oh that just got creepy real quick <laughs> so mm. i was like oh that's a little uncomfortable because everything nowadays is sexual in your window. Well, of course. You have to be super careful what you do. <laughs> it's funny. It is because now it's like, because, you know, when I was a kid and I see some of these, you know, it, it meant nothing. You know, it was just like, oh, okay, right. you know. And then, you know, the jaded we, we've become as we've gotten older, you're just kind of like, oh, whoa, that just got weird. <laughs> Man, you guys need to calm down over there. <laughs> no wonder we're so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah, so Adam's coming down to L.A. this weekend. Uh, we'll be doing our uh, two shows uh, here, and um, we're, we're going to go see Goodfellas on Saturday. Yeah, I have to keep it low-key, too. That's, <laughs> that's one of my wife's favorite movies. Oh, really? <laughs> She's going to be upset. <laughs> but she'll find out eventually, but still. Yeah, but when you're posting it while you're there, it really doesn't matter. You just turn your right. phone off. <laughs> Good fella. Because <laughs> I do plan because we are actually going places, right? And I got and I got a new phone. I plan on uh, throwing in some check ins and shit. Oh look, we out here, motherfucker! Right. Blah, 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 blah. Blowing up Facebook, Twitter, you know, right? Using that Instagram <laughs> right now. That's right. <laughs> I might, I, you know what? I might post a few things on Instagram. Fuck it, because you know, because you're always like, "Well, I never go anywhere to do to post that shit." So it's like, there you go, and then you it's won't post. A, then you won't post for like the rest of the year, right? There's gonna be a bunch of shit on there, and then it's gonna be like two years later. I'll post something else. Hey, I went somewhere else. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, it was funny too because uh, after I came from work, I I was at um, Carl's and I was looking at my Facebook feed, you know, waiting for the order. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, what? I go, oh, Goodfellas. I go, I wonder when they're showing that. Because I always see – this is the Egyptian. You guys probably remember I mentioned seeing RoboCop over there. And then I went to see uh, – um, uh, fuck, that Christmas movie. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life over there. And, uh, and, and so it was like, oh. And usually every time I see stuff, it's always the weekend, you know, like, oh, it's tonight, you know? Right. And they did this, and they did last night, which I was kind of bummed I missed, and I don't know why I didn't see it was, um, uh, uh, fuck, the Orson Welles, um, son of a bitch, why did I fucking forget it right now? Citizen Kane. Wow. And uh, so they had Citizen Kane this week. I was like, oh, that would have been awesome to go over there and see. And then I saw Goodfellas. And I'm like, oh, I wonder, I wonder when that is. And then I saw May 13th. And I'm like, what? It's the day after my birthday. I'm like, uh, Adam, you like Goodfellas, right? Mm. <laughs> and then I get this. That's a stupid question. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so I grabbed uh, four tickets. So uh, John, myself, Heather, Adam, we're going to go and... Uh, Talked to Patrick last night, friend of the show. If you guys listen to some of our early, early stuff, you hear him on there. And um, I was like, yeah, you know, we're hanging out. He's like, well, I, I'm working early. He goes, I got some stuff to do early Saturday, but we can hang out tonight. I'm like, well, we're going to go see Goodfellas. And all I got back was a question, uh, was an exclamation mark. 
<laughs> right. And then this morning I got I got my ticket. <laughs> I was like, that's right, because we're going. So, so it is one of my uh, one of my all time favorite gangster movies. I love that movie. Next to The Godfather. Um, and Godfather Casino's too. a top one. Oh yeah, too. Casino's a real good one too. So. You know, but you know, like Goodfellas is like Scorsese and De Niro at the prime. You know, yeah. it's, it's that whole little that whole little era era right there in the early to mid nineties. That's where it's just like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's it has the best line to ever start a movie. Since as long as I can remember, I've always wanted to be a gangster. It's like, boom, <laughs> you're done at that point. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so that should be that should be cool. So I, I think we'll have some fun next week. And Adam needs a vacation apparently. I do. I deeply do. <laughs> so this will this will be fun. So uh, yeah. So and um, I would talk to you about the one big thing I know you got this week, but that's going to be later in the show. Yes. So uh, let's just jump into because I couldn't find a good technology story. <laughs> Actually, it works though because I'm doing the same thing in entertainment. So uh, there you go. so I guess it's time we jump into our one awesome thing. Yes. So Netflix finally this week released the full-fledged trailer for The Defenders, which comes out in August. And you know, some people maybe say some people may you know rag on it. What I don't fucking care. It looks fucking awesome. Yeah, it does. Um, you got Sigourney Weaver in this in this bitch, and she can still get it. I'm sorry, Ripley can still get it. I know she's looking a little old, but I mean, I'll agree with you. <laughs> For the sake of argument. <laughs> um, but, and of course, you can always tell that it's a Marvel Netflix scene, a uh, movie, a uh, series, because it looks like we have another hallway scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> With four of them, which actually look pretty badass the way, the way they structured it. Um, yeah, so it's finally the team up of all four shows. Basically what we've been waiting since they announced this back in 2012. Uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Uh, Luke Cage and um, Iron Fist all together to take down um, the big wig, the 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 big deal that's been building in all four in all four series. So that should be very interesting. Uh, looks really cool. The links in the show notes if you haven't seen it yet. Um, I know some some people kind it kind of got trounced a little bit because um, that uh, Dark Tower trailer came out, uh, but. Uh, if you've been watching all the Netflix series, this is what it's been leading up to. It's their Avengers. So uh, it looks really cool. Check it out. Let us know what you think in the comments. What'd you think of it? I enjoyed it. Like, it looks dope. First of all, I have a super crush on Jessica Jones. <laughs> like, I just. <laughs> like I, she said, and what do you bring? Class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's just awesome. Um,. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be fun. Any any group like mashup like that's going to be good. Yeah, and they've been building up to it for so long. You're like, can we do it now? Right. Please, <laughs> I know. Can we get there? Right. So I'm I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. Listen, my one awesome thing is incredible. <laughs> I actually came I came across it today. Oh, really? um, I saw it a couple days ago, and I was like, I was like, I wonder. Why, I'm surprised Adam hadn't said anything yet about that. Oh, it's. I'm saying it now. <laughs> um, so for those who don't know, okay, Nintendo. And you should be ashamed of yourself if you don't know. Right. 
I'm gonna give you a little history lesson here. <laughs> During the, the early 90s, in the Super Nintendo era, the 16-bit era, Nintendo contracted Sony um, to build them a like an add-on device to the Super Nintendo that would, um, you know, if you flip a Super Nintendo over, you'll see there's a thing there, just like the regular Nintendo, um, that was supposed to give it CDs, so you would have much more information, bigger games, stuff like that. Um, well, Sony made it, and Nintendo didn't like it, so they said, nah, I'm all right. Um, so then, of course, Sony took all the, their knowledge from making that for them and made the Sony PlayStation, and the rest is history. So... These things never hit the shelves, okay? Um, people call them the Sony Nintendo PlayStation prototype. <laughs> it was a very weird name. But, because um, we couldn't come up with anything better. <laughs> right. Let me get into this article. So perhaps the most valuable piece of retro gaming hardware on the planet just gained even more value as the once-dead Super Nintendo PlayStation prototype has been brought back to full functionality. Hardware hacker Ben Heckendorn known only as known online as Ben Heck. Ben Heck's the shit by the way. If you have, if you don't know him, look him up on um YouTube. He has so many fucking tutorial videos and just hacking shit and making crazy shit. Um finally conquered the last piece in the Super Nintendo the SNES PlayStation puzzle, getting the CD-ROM to boot up a game. It was known it was known the Super Nintendo PlayStation prototype could power on, but it was unable to boot software from, from CD-ROM or even play music, which it was supposed to be able to do. Um, the owners of the prototype, which, the owner of the prototype, which is the only known Super Nintendo PlayStation prototype in the entire world, loaned Heck the unit, with Heck promising he'd have it fully functional by 2017 Midwest Gaming Classic. He was able to follow through on his promise, booting up a fan-built game for the Super Nintendo PlayStation. No no official game games are known to exist, that were made to run on the Sony and Nintendo collaborative hardware. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So, I actually, there is a video on YouTube, and I don't really remember <laughs> who did it. It's this guy who does retro gaming stuff. Oh, uh, Metal Jesus. I, I don't know why that makes sense, but it, that's <laughs> his name online. Um, and he has one of these. So I don't know if he was the one that loaned it to Ben Heck or IGN just doesn't know that there's another one. But he had booted, so he had, um, or was it this or was it a cartridge thing? I don't remember what he fucking had. Now now I feel stupid. And I'm going to Rectify redeem that. myself. Yeah. <laughs> Metal Jesus. Oh, Metal Jesus rocks. So let me see if I can find it on the first page. The the, re, the, you, the funny thing, and this, Steve will know this makes a lot of sense. Um, the only reason I even found this dude is because there's this chick <laughs> that does retro games, and she's really cute. <laughs> so I watched one of her videos, and she was in his video, and I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'll, I guess I'll watch this asshole then. <laughs> Speaking of which, another a side note for one awesome thing. Uh, Steve, have you checked out um, the new black theme for YouTube. I I heard about it, but I haven't actually checked. I'm it on out. it right now. It's it's pretty slick, but it did crash on me once. Oh really? I was like, because uh, they what? Because they made a big deal about it. Like you can do this now, and you know. right. I mean, it was cool. I guess. Right. 
Uh, no, I think he had something else, but it's another like weird, whatever. We gotta keep the show moving. I got time for this shit. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's really cool. I just thought it was really dope because this is such like this device kicked off the CD era of games, and a lot of people don't know about it. Mm-hmm. Like Sony was like, "Oh, well, fuck you, Nintendo. This is a good idea," and they made the PlayStation. You know, right. is is it's one of Nintendo's biggest mistakes, like which to, it seems to be common with them at that point. Right. Well, this is the first one, so it's it's interesting. I really wish games were made or at least known of to see what it was capable of. But it's it's kind of funny too because they're like, oh, it finally works now. It's like, yeah, but there's only like one. Right. So <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't know what exactly you're gonna do with it. It's not a Pippin, so you know. It's really weird though because it 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 goes on the on the bottom. Or no, yes, it, it should. I'm looking. I'm looking at it. It's a, it's its own device. My bad. I misspoke. But it it uses Super Nintendo controllers. Hmm. It's a really fucking Frankensteinish looking thing, but <laughs> it's dope. All right. Well, on that note, I say we jump into the headlines. So, in entertainment news this week, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 finally was released into the wild. Um, And that's actually going to be my review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So, I checked it out on Thursday night. Really great movie. Um, Some people say it doesn't... It's not as good as the original but the the problem is is you can't repeat the original right the original was that the original everything was new everything was brand new it had a little bit of a different tone uh it towards the end but the they built and some people complained that it was more like the original it's like and that's not a bad thing you know i don't know what some people expected out of it uh however i thought it was a lot of fun drax rocket and Groot and Mantis had me rolling so much in this movie, like especially Drax. I mean, uh, Dave Bautista, you know, he is so great with his comedic timing. Uh, he just he kept cracking me up, and then just the insults that uh, uh, Quill and Rocket had going back and forth, where he he called Rocket a trash panda. <laughs> He's like, you're just a trash panda. <laughs> and um, and all the jokes people kept making about Rocket, like, oh, you can bring your triangle face monkey along if you want. Um, you had uh, Kurt Russell was the main the 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 main guy in this one, and I thought he was great. The the CG work they did in the beginning to make him look the way he did back in um, fucking. Uh, uh, Escape from New Escape York. Escape from New York. Yeah, uh, was great. Yeah, Marvel's Marvel loves doing that now. Yeah. Um, the one thing about the movie is it takes place in 2014, so literally probably just after the original movie, because we're still dealing with Baby Groot. Because I I remember reading something where it says that um, Infinity War with the Guardians of the Galaxy will take place four years after this, and I'm like, well, that seems weird. But then when I saw the timeline they created, I was like, oh. That's 2014. Okay. So it takes place literally after the, the original. Uh, it 
it really does a little bit of character building, especially around Quill, uh, his parentage and all of that. And I, I think that really does a lot of good work in there. So many cameos, so many cameos in this, um, even, uh, and there's five credit se- um, we'll put, um, credit mid credit sequences. Um, mm. also Adam will be happy to know that a particular character does make another cameo in this movie. Um, your favorite, mm. your favorite, by the way. Um, and, uh, is it a woman? No, it, oh. it is a cigar chewing character. Yes. <laughs> it makes another cameo in this movie. Yes. He <laughs> should be in every fucking movie. <laughs> is it a bigger cameo? I'm not even going to say who it is. Yeah. Um, uh, it's maybe slightly, slightly. He bigger. saved, he saved the galaxy. Just be honest. <laughs> He's the guardian of the galaxy, basically, is what yes. we're trying to say. <laughs> um, and, and he's going to be the new Spider-Man. Um, no, uh, <laughs> that just makes sense, right? <laughs> right. Um, but um, overall, I thought the the tone and tempo of of the film was good. Every character that was introduced plays in through the entire movie. Nobody's just kind of thrown in, with the exception of Stanley, of course. Um, uh, the music I thought was I thought was just as good as the first one if not slightly better there's somebody that will disagree with me on that Um, wait a minute so if this one is taking place in 2014 is it along the timeline of like the year we're in now what like okay (laughs) so this movie's taking place in 2014 does that mean it's happening like year like Infinity War is going to happen in 2017. Yeah, Infinity Infinity War is going to happen in 2018 actually. Um Okay, so which so, means Yeah. I'm looking up right now what mo- what Marvel movies came out in 2014 and well Guardians of the Galaxy did. Um and also Captain America the Winter Soldier. Right. So that means that Captain America Winter Soldier shit was happening on Earth. Right. While both Guardians of America movies or Guardians of America, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy were happening. Yeah. I'm just putting it into perspective I mean, here. That's all I mean, doing. seeing Quill in that, you know, red, white, and blue leather jacket was a little weird, but, you know. Listen, because <laughs> they spread freedom throughout the galaxy, forcefully. <laughs> forcefully, right. Um, Nebula got a bigger role in this one, and um, Good. and Yondu got uh, got a more substantial role at, um, from than what he had before. Um they really kind of delved into Yondu and Rocket a bit more as to their characters. Um, Groot was adorable. Um, they they do a, in the opening credits. They do a little a little homage to the first opening credits. You know how we see Quill kind of dancing around when he's going in there. They kind of do a similar thing in here, which is just great. Um, it was, but there's a lot of laughs, and it actually does hit you in the feels. Um, at, at the end, uh, you know, and and most of you know by now, there's a cameo of Stallone, um, you know, and and quite a few quite a few other people that I was I was actually surprised to see in the movie. Um, but overall, I thought it was a lot of fun. It it really hit the right spots, and really at the end, really, the twist in that movie really kind of gave you the. Oh fuck you, man! That oh you know they really emotionally attached you to Quill. Right. I think it, it really did a good job of humanizing Quill, 
and then going for that little extra little this is why you care about him um so really really great stuff and um all the little extras that they put in there um at the end uh we we see group growing up so it's possible by the third film which we've already know has been commissioned we'll get a full-grown Groot again um but uh but yeah it's 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 a lot of a lot of fun uh and and enjoyable i i thought i'm gonna be seeing it again i know that yeah i can't wait to see it um yeah that's it i just can't wait to see it there's so many movies coming out this year oh yeah you know and i want to see them all in the theater that's my goal all the superhero (laughs) movies oh yeah um and this would be like the kickoff one for me so yeah that was really kind of the kickoff for me because you know the last superhero movie i saw was logan and i i think i waited a week or so after that and then um went to see it but this one i was like no this is may it's kicking off the the summer season i have to see it thursday night it's gonna be may (laughs) um so something a little less exciting (laughs) (laughs) uh what seemed like an inevitable writer's strike in hollywood has been avoided been avoided steve yes i was following it on twitter right as the studio and writer union reaches a tentative agreement uh late last night a couple days ago we're gonna (laughs) fucking look at the date last week (laughs) right in announcing the deal the writers guild of america confirmed that the alliance of motion picture and television doesn't don't these all sound like supervillain and superhero groups (laughs) the writers guild of america against the alliance of motion pictures and television producers (laughs) um (laughs) the coming 2018 (laughs) right the trade association representing film and tv studios had met many of the writers' demands. For instance, the WGA secured paid parental leave for its members for the first time. New salary guidelines and additional support for the union's health plan helped to address two of the largest problems the union's members were vocal about leading up to the vote last night. Here's how the WGA described its victories in the agreement. Quote, in it, we made gains in... Minimums, they did not spell that right. Minimums across the board, as well as contribution increases to our health plan that should ensure its solvency for years to come. And we further expand expanded our protections in options and exclus, exclus, exclusivity. exclusivity. I hate that fucking word. I don't know why I have a hard time <laughs> saying it. We also made unprecedented gains on the issue of short seasons in television. Uh, winning a definition which has never been existed, which has never before existed in our MBA, of 2.4 weeks of work for each episodic fee. Any work bond that span will now require additional payments for hundreds of writer producers. We want a 15% increase in pay TV residuals, roughly 15 million in increases in high budget SVOD residuals, and for the first time ever, residuals for comedy variety writers in pay TV. Uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and also for the first time ever, job protection on parental leave. What the hell is parental leave? Like when a woman has a kid, or not even just a woman, but like if a man has to take, you know, has to take parental leave, you know, to assist stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah we I have that at work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Um, the studio would not budge on certain issues, but the WGA's co-chair Chip Johansson, uh, Chris Kaiser, and Billy Ray, Billy Ray, Billy Ray issued <laughs> issued a letter 
to members saying that the guild netted more than 130 million dollars to keep the union alive for years to come the announcement came in around 2 a.m Eastern time just one hour before the wga was scheduled to go on strike many writers within hollywood took to twitter blah 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 so this is good because writer strike you know what writer strikes means it means bad television what it means me. it, what it means is the last episode of star trek season two the next generation right. <laughs> that's what it means where it's just horrifying yeah. like they get the B the B list dudes out, the replacements. It's like that fucking Keanu Reeves movie, right? But less cool. Yeah. Well, um, and, and with this, the last writer strike we had was actually, I think about, I want to say like I think they said ten years ago, and that w- that went on for like four or five months because yeah. like a lot of shows didn't come back until like October November, um, and this this also would affect. This has a this would have had a bigger effect because you're also dealing with smaller television series that shoot during the summer. So like, you know, sh- cable shows that that tend to shoot during the summer would have been stopped in the middle of production, which means that paid TV networks wouldn't have new seasons of whatever shows they're working on. Um and uh and and most likely actors would eventually have uh not crossed the picket lines, so then that would cause work stoppage as well. So, yeah, I mean, I was watching it on, I remember, I think it was Monday night, was it? And I remember kind of following it on Twitter at midnight. I kind of kept refreshing my Twitter feed. And I'm seeing, and I follow uh, quite a few writers on um, on Twitter. And they're like making all these writer jokes, you know, and stuff like that. And, and it's like, still waiting. I guess I'll go on, watch something on Netflix while I'm waiting to see if I'm going to have a job tomorrow. <laughs> you know right. <laughs> so yeah it was it was pretty interesting but uh i'm glad they didn't i'm glad they they met uh because yeah that would have made bad tv and that would have postponed a lot of shows from because uh, most people re- don't realize that like well the shows come back in september no they go back to work in july yeah they come back for viewing in september yeah they come back to the, the tv screens in september but those guys go into production in like june or July, right. you know, where they they um so they start filming, so yeah, that would have that would have been bad if it gone that far, but um, yeah, so that's good. So, I guess we move on into some gaming news. Mm-hmm. So Sony likes to show that they're always a little behind times as of late. So according to Gamespot, Sony has announced that two Indiana Jones games, two Indiana Jones games. And four Star Wars titles will arrive on PlayStation Now in Europe uh, on May 5th. Yes, that was one day after Star Wars Day. The PlayStation ed, um, blog admits the company made a quote-unquote Wookiee error. Uh, <laughs> j- joining the existing PS Now lineup will be Star Wars The Force Unleashed Ultimate Sith Edition, Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2, Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga, Star Wars 3 The Clone Wars, Lego Indiana Jones, the original adventures and Lego Indiana Jones, the adventure continues. The six games are the same selection that came to the U S lineup a month ago. And they mean that the number of games in the library now lies near at nearly 500 looking ahead. Sony recently announced that they will add PlayStation four games to the catalog later this year. PlayStation now currently allows you to stream a selection of older titles to a number of devices for $20 or 13 pounds per month. However, in February, Sony announced that the PlayStation Now support on the platforms other than PC and PlayStation 4 will be shutting down in the coming months. So, 
it's kind of funny because you know they they released it you know they released it earlier those games for um last month for uh playstation now but then they also became backwards compatible on the xbox and yeah. and were free downloads which i nailed both of them by the way the force unleash and i'm getting the force unleash too when that becomes available because i'm about that life yeah <laughs> yeah it's um you can tell that sony's Microsoft's like oh they both do it yeah. like they're like oh you did what now oh now it's out for us yeah oh and guess what it's yeah. free for some of our members now so good luck right. with that <laughs> so go fuck yourself exactly you know so because if it's on the problem that i see with with playstation now is that if if it's on playstation now i doubt they're going to give it away for free yeah you know so it's like they are sony already had shitty fucking selections for free games anyway usually well, it was like playstation 3 games so it's like and now they're like oh they're gonna have playstation 4 i'm like yeah whoopty fucking do what about going back further go to two and one yeah that, something interesting yeah, that's what i would want to see you know what I would like to see? What? Nintendo go to fucking E3. <laughs> it's been like five years. <laughs> right? And and yet we roll in for the fifth year in a row. Mm-hmm. Nintendo will not hold the traditional press conference at E3 in Los Angeles. Since 2013, the company has opted for a pre-recorded live stream over a staged event. And during a financial briefing this week, Nintendo CEO uh, Tatsumi Kimi- Kimishima um, confirmed that the trend. Why can I pronounce Japanese names, but not any other names? I'm hey, not even you, like you, really. You, in... did, you did Billy Ray pretty good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, I'm not even one of those like super into Japanese culture cats, <laughs> and I, I'm fucking nailing. <laughs> well, I don't always. Kadushi, you, know, you know, you even do the accent. You know, <laughs> uh, <hold it> <laughs> you know whatever. I'm, now, now we're being offensive. Um, if you think Confirm- if, if you think if you think we're being offensive, you haven't heard shit yet. <laughs> right. Confirm that the trend would continue on this summer's E3, where Nintendo will still have a presence. Well, where Nintendo will still have a presence on the show floor. Quote: Finally, the video game trade show E3 will be held in Los Angeles this June. That is pretty cool," uh, said Kimishima. Again this year, we will not be hosting a large-scale press conference for institutional investors, analysts, and the media. Nintendo of America will present future information on our plans at a later date. While this will surely disappoint Nintendo fans who prefer the pomp and circumstance of a press conference, (laughs) right? Huzzah! Um, The Nintendo Direct streams have proven to be far more focused than the company's press conferences ever were. That's one thing, is that when they do the streams, they're good. Yeah. Like they they give out all the information, so I get it, but it's just it it's a pain in the ass because it's not with everything else. Yeah, Nintendo didn't reveal exactly what it would be focusing on at this year's E3, but we can take some educated guesses. Arms, a fighting game for the Switch, launches the day after E3, so it it should receive plenty of attention at the event. We also expect to learn more about Splatoon 2, Super Mario Odyssey, and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 the three other major 2017 Switch releases. By the way, so they're not going to be at E3. Um, I finally got my hands on a Switch for a little bit. So a buddy of mine bought one, mm. and he brought it to work. So I did not use it on a television. Right. But I played it. Right. I played Zelda for a little bit, and I was not impressed. Really? Now, I was impressed with Zelda, 
like the game was dope. Like I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. You could do a lot of extra shit, and it was completely open world stuff like that. But the device itself, eh, not for three hundred. I I would hear a lot of people actually digging this. Like I, it's not, it's not bad, but it's not amazing. You know what I mean? I think you know what I think still. Like in 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 your case, it's still because it's like to you, Zelda would be the only. It's not worth it for Zelda. That too, but also here's my major gripe, and this is also something that's more my problem than everyone else's. <laughs> the little fucking um, joy pad con joy things, cons, yeah, way too small. As soon as I held it, my pinky hurt mm. from how it had to curl. Now I have bigger hands, but still. Yeah, but you have a tiny dick, so it shouldn't work no you know. that that's the weird thing is that i kept knocking the tablet because that kickstand's really back my dick swinging in front of me <laughs> so also <laughs> fuck you um <laughs> no and and i don't know i just i just wasn't and i wasn't like oh this is a piece of shit i was just like eh, you know whatever not for 300 but again steve makes an excellent point the only game <laughs> like it's basically 300 dollars to play zelda right like, well, they did. They did just release Mario Kart, so. Yeah, that's also on the Wii U, by the way. <laughs> oh, so Zelda. <laughs> like the only reason I haven't run out to buy a Wii U to play these two games is because they don't sell them anymore, right. and they're harder <laughs> the shit to find. Like I know what they're doing. Yeah. Because there's, I, I can't be the only person who goes, well, fuck it, I want to play Zelda. I'm just gonna buy a Wii U. There's more games for it. <laughs> that has to be the reason why they're like, ah, oh, no, 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 fuck you, no more Wii U's. Yeah, you have to buy a switch. I don't want a fucking switch yet. Yeah. You never know. I mean, if it has a bunch of games on it, and they lower that price a little bit, I think two hundred. From what I saw, I think two hundred is a solid price point. Well, I think too, you might want to, you might want to see it on a TV too, because I know, like with TV and stuff like that, it's supposed to be full 1080 and all. Well, that was one thing I told my friend because he he bitches about that. He's like. Oh, it drops down to lower resolution. I'm like, yeah, but it's on a fucking tiny ass screen. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you could run on 480. You wouldn't even fucking notice unless you were really looking. Right. <laughs> you know, like, it looked clean. I mean, it, it was bright enough and the graphics were crisp and the game was. It did have long ass load times, though. I mean, we were sitting there getting bored waiting for that fucking game to load. <laughs> but um, that could also be because it's just. It's running off of battery power or whatever. Yeah. But. Um, I don't know. My my initial impression was not. I I did not want to run out and buy one. Mm. So, all right. That's a that's a soft review, right there. <laughs> a lot of reviews today. Yeah. All right. So moving on to comic news, and this came right after I had, um, I had uh, canceled my subs or uh, discontinued my subscription to Comicsology Unlimited. Yeah, uh, The Verge is reporting Marvel Comics fans will now be able to dive into old and new titles starring their favorite characters on Comixology. Just for a few bucks per month, io9 reports that Marvel has hopped aboard the Comixology Unlimited subscription service, giving subscribers access to many of the comics' best comic book arcs. Comixology Unlimited, the digital comics company, Netflix-styled uh, subscription service launched last year, giving readers access to work on a variety of indie imprints like Dark Horse, Image, and Boom Studios. However, the two big imprints, Marvel and DC, were conspicuously absent from the initial rollout. Now, a year later, Marvel is offering the ability to borrow books like the first arc of Darth Vader, the first issue of America. Here's a sampling of the titles now available through Unlimited. 
Uh, keep in mind that I actually just re-upped my unlimited, so that the 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 ex the collection is a little more than than some of the ones you see here. All new Wolverine 2015, one through ten. Amazing Spider-Man Volume One Point One: Learning to Crawl. Amazing Spider-Man Volume Three: Spider-Verse. America 17, 2017, number one. Black Panther, who is the Black Panther? Black Widow 2014 through 15, 1 through 12. Cable verse and Deadpool, volume one, if looks could kill. Civil War, the original Civil War. Electra 2017, number one. Fantastic Four, special 2005, number one. Gamora 2016, 1 through 3. Guardians of the Galaxy, volume one, Cosmic Avenger, uh, Avengers. Guardians of the Galaxy, New Guard, volume one, Emperor Quill. Invincible Iron Man, 2008 through 2012, 1 through 12. Iron, the new Iron Fist comic, one through uh, number one. Ms. Marvel, Volume One, No Normal. Rocket Raccoon, 2016, one and two. Runaways, Volume One, uh, Pride and Joy. She-Hulk, Volume Three, Time Trials. Spider Gwen, Volume One, Greater Power. Star Wars, Volume One, Skywalker Strikes. Star Wars, Darth Maul, Issue One. Star Wars, Darth Vader, Volume One, Vader X23. Uh, issues 1 through 16, X-Men Prime, which is really new, uh, number one. And uh, let's see. And since Comicology is an Amazon company, Kindle Unlimited and Amazon Prime Reading are also giving Marvel collections as part of their partnership. Astonishing X-Men Volume 1, Gifted, Spider-Man Volume 1, Brand New Day, New Avengers Volume 1, Breakout, Deadpool Volume 1, Secret Invasion, Star Wars Volume 1, Skywalker Strikes, Thor by uh, J. Michael Kaczynski Volume 1, Captain America Winter Soldier Volume 1, Hawkeye Volume 1, My Life as a Weapon, Patsy Walker aka Hellcat Volume 1, Hooked on a Feline, Ms. Marvel Number 1, No Normal, Amazing Spider-Man Volume 1, The Parker Luck, Immortal Iron Fist Volume 1, The Last Iron Fist Story, Jessica Jones Alias Volume 1, um, Daredevil by Mark Wade Volume 1, Captain Marvel Volume 1, Higher, Further, Faster, More, Legendary Star-Lord Volume 1, Face It, I Rule, and the Punisher Volume 1, Black and White. Of course, the Marvel already has its own subscription service, Marvel Unlimited, for nineteen for nine, uh, 19, uh, $9.99. And that lets you browse through the entire digital library, over 17,000 titles, up to six months prior to the current release. So um, it's I, I think that's a step in the right direction. Um, I like the fact that they give you some of their current stuff as well as uh, a bit of their old. Yeah. So that that will allow you some, especially with like the X-Men's just started and America just got its own Electra's getting her own title. Iron Fist just started a new one this week. So, yeah, and, and the thing is, is like um, with Iron Fist, this last week was just issue one. So that came out first. So obviously you're gonna, if they're going to push certain titles, they're going to give that out, which is not a bad thing. They'll probably give like the first story act and then drop off or something like that. Yeah. So that's cool though. Yeah, and it's actually cheaper than the Marvel Unlimited. It's seven bucks. Uh, Can DC get something going? Seriously, I know. You know what I mean? If they had that, that's it. I'm done. You know. If DC got it together, I'd be fucking streaming all day, especially with this big phone I got. (laughs) Speaking of which, um, I'm going to do a little side note in the comics. Batman 23 came out this last week, and it's the shit. I still haven't read it, so don't fucking stop. Yeah, I'm. I'm just telling you, um, if you haven't read Flashpoint, I mean, it does kind of touch on that a little bit. Um, you might be a little bit lost, 
but it's it's shit. It's the shit. If you haven't read Flashpoint, you got more fucking problems than not understanding <laughs> the latest Batman. Read Flashpoint, Christ. It's required reading. Or at least watch that movie. Yeah. That movie was dope, too. Yeah, it was. Well, I mean, it's a DC animated flick, so. Yeah, so, so regardless, so, regard, so aside from that, it's still dope. Wow. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> because you know you're just wrong right now. Okay? <laughs> anyway, stupid. Um, <laughs> so mine is technically a TV show, but it's about comic book characters. So, mm-hmm. you know, go fuck yourself. And actually, the Cheap funny thing is, is my show notes, and I'm not bitching because uh, fucking Steve says I bitch all the time. My show notes were done on Wednesday. I just wrote them down, <laughs> and I hadn't trans- transferred them to the OneNote. And I had that Marvel Comics comicology <laughs> thing. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> but it's whatever. Um, Hulu, Hulu, not Netflix, Hulu. Has greenlit who now? Marvel's Hulu. <laughs> oh, who now? Uh, has greenlit Marvel's Runaways for a full season with a ten-episode drama uh, set to premiere in 2018. According to the streaming services announcement, the team behind the OC and Gossip Girl, um, Josh Swartz and Stephanie Savage, will serve as executive producers and co-runners on the series. The story, based on Brian K. Vaughn's comic of the same name, follows six teens who unite against a common foe their parents <laughs> it stars renzi feelies from teen wolf uh, alex wilder uh lyrica lyrica ok- okinawa the affair from the affair as as oh i get it i'm reading it wrong so renzi feelies from teen wolf as alex wilder <laughs> uh lyrica okinawa uh, from the affair as Nico Minoru, um, Virginia Gardner from Goat as Carolina Dean, Ariella Bearer from New Girl as Gret Yorks, uh, Greg Sulkin from Faking It and, and Antisocial as Chase Stein and Allegra, her name is Allegra, Allegra Acosta from Just Add Magic as Molly Hernandez. Uh, Hulu first picked up the pilot for Marvel's Runaways last summer. Additionally, no, fuck additionally, because that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Um, so then they, they released a uh, a photo, uh, and you follow the show notes, you can see it. Um, the It's just a group of teenagers. Like, I don't even know what the Runaways is, to be honest with you. I've never read it. Steve, do you know? It's Marvel. No. Fucking up. So... <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is, but it's weird to me that Marvel is releasing something on Hulu. Isn't that strange? Because they, they have so much shit in that. Yeah, or but maybe it, maybe they're gonna make a whole other subgenre of their universe in Hulu. Yeah, but the same thing, I mean, it's I don't know. I'm just kinda like, uh, maybe because it's gonna be a little different than the other ones than on Netflix, maybe it's not part of that whole you know, I mean, they're doing fucking freeform with Cloak and Dagger. So, you know, maybe they're just, tr- maybe it's going to be more teen oriented or something. I just don't. Hold on. Hold up. Marvel Database. Hold up. Wait a minute. Okay, so they do have superpowers. Yeah. I don't. 
I, they have a slogan, try not to die. That's kind of funny. It's what I do every day. All right. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a slogan to live by. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if, if you, I'm not trying to knock the runaways because I never read it. Maybe that should be um, so the title if, of this podcast or this episode. <laughs> try not to die. Right. Try not to die. Um, actually, that's an excellent idea. Um, but if you are a fan of this comic book series, you should be excited. But or maybe not, because it's going to be done by the people who did the OC and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm thinking maybe it's more, you know, it's going to be like a teen drama. Yeah. Type show. And... <sighs> Fucking teenagers. Like. <laughs> But on that same comic book tip, you need to see that final trailer for Wonder Woman. Yes, with that that dropped tonight. Just yeah, tonight. Like we saw it, we saw it right before we started recording. Yeah. That was shit. And we're recording on the Sunday, final. just so you know. So right. So yeah, it it dropped tonight and shows some shit that we haven't seen before, and uh, looks fucking awesome. So right. So get on a that. new clip. A new clip from uh, the upcoming it drop too if you're oh, interested did? in that yeah oh i didn't see that. um i will send you the link <laughs> right. but not anyone else right exactly because you're not in the know <laughs> that's right <laughs> this is corporate uh corporate no stuff or whatever need to know and you don't need to know all right so moving this, on oh what no if you want to you can add it to the show notes. i'll you know what i will i'll add it to the round table just because we we mentioned it all right new it movie clip you know like how he, he he has to announce it as you're, he's tying it typing it you're welcome <laughs> all right so moving on into technology news hulu is officially launching the beta version of its live tv product offering access to more than 50 channels for 39.99 a month those channels include abc cbs fox nbc and local affiliates along with espn cnn cartoon network adult swim FX, USA Networks, and more. Hulu has announced that it signed a deal with Script Networks Interactive to bring their channels, including HGTV, Travel Channel, the Food Network, into the on-demand and live TV service. The com- company is unveiling Hulu, Hulu with Live TV, that's the, the official name, at the New York City press event and at, um, for press and advertisers. The announcement just barely st- sticks to CEO Mike Hopkins' earlier statement that the service w- would cost under $40 by a penny, motherfucker. Mm. Um, other companies like a- ATT DirecTV and Google YouTube have recently launched their own stripped-down cable packages. Like Hulu, they will allow you to watch live TV on a variety of devices for a lower cost than traditional cable services. Um... Let's see. Uh, With the basic Hulu TV subscription, you can create six individual profiles and view two streams simultaneously. You also get 50 hours of DVR storage. You can pay extra for more storage, $14.99 a month. Unlimited simultaneous streams, $14.99 a month. Both unlimited storage and simultaneous streams, $19.99 a month. Ah, That fucking seems cheaper, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And Showtime for $8.99. Hulu says that live TV experience is rolling out to Xbox One, Apple TV, iOS, Android, and Chromecast with Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Amazon Fire TV Sticks, and Samsung Smart TVs coming soon. Um, so, I mean, we knew this was coming, but, you know, 40 bucks, not bad. And cons- I'm kind of excited about this. I don't have cable. 
Yeah, right. And my wife sometimes gets uppity and wants cable again because she misses um, she misses mostly the Food Network. But uh, it'd be interesting to see how this pans out. I was reading a, a review of it, too, and they said that, yeah, it's missing a few things, but this is the closest they've gotten to this kind of service, to well, getting it online. Yeah, and this is also beta. So, right. you know, it's like, it's one of those where you're kind of like, oh, okay, I can kind of, you know... You can kind of see, you know, what's going on with that or, or what have you. Um, and, you know, the shit will, you know, the shit will eventually start and they'll start getting, you know, uh, new stuff. But I kind of want to see, like, what some of the listings and stuff like that, you know, you know, what are your choices and shit like that. Um, but let me see. See if I can see if I can... they don't have like a full listing of the network. Now, when I go to their actual fucking site, they you got to create an account and all this bullshit. Well, I have a Hulu account. Yeah, I know. So do I. But I don't want to have to go into the whole fucking sign up thing just to see, you know, what channels they have on there. Like when you go to PlayStation View, you know, you can like see it before you actually, you know, get all that. But anyway. You're welcome. I have to go to one of the. Ooh, Gizmodo. Maybe Gizmodo has a lineup here. Uh, okay. So, according to Gizmodo, um, they have ABC Fox, A&E, Boomerang, Bravo, Cartoon Network, Chiller, CNN, CNN Business, I think, Disney Junior, Disney Channel, e, ESPNs, uh, Fox Business, Fox News, Fox Sports, Freeform, FX, FXX, Movies, FYI, Golf, HGTV, History Channel. Oh, History Channel. There you go. All right. On. Um, you know, because you gotta watch it. Be, gotta watch them ancient aliens. Um, yeah. Can it? Can it be like like two thousand two History Channel? <laughs> right. Nice. I know. Right. Um, let's see. Nat Geo, MSNBC. Uh, Pop, Sprout, Sci-Fi, TBS, TN, TCM, TNT, True TV, USA, Vi- um, Viceland. That's not bad for an outing, you know. So we'll have to see. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting to kind of get that, and I like the fact that you can have two streams simultaneously. Yeah, that's another thing because we had um. I forget which one we had. It's a really popular one. And you can, it can only be used on one device at a time. Mm. And you're like, what the fuck, dude? You know, it's like you pay so much for it. Can I at least watch it on another fucking channel or another TV? Right. But, you know, it's what it is, I guess. So I fuck all this bullshit because I've been waiting this entire podcast to talk about what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> okay. I've mentioned it twice already. Right. I got a new phone. I got that Galaxy 8 Plus. Motherfucker. <laughs> First of all, I will say this. Now, I have, and I think I said this already, too. I have kind of larger hands. If you are a normal-sized human being, just get the 8. Right. Because the 8 Plus is humongous. Like, it's in, it's mostly tall, too, because of the because it has the curve, what they call the infinity screen now. Right. Um, so it's... It, it doesn't have much of a bezel, even though I have an OtterBox on it. But it is a tall motherfucker. Like it ain't playing games. Let's go. Let's go through some shit. So 
the infinity the infinity's display is fucking gorgeous okay this motherfucker is at like 4k but then you can adjust it down to just hd and it'll save battery life the weird thing is it defaults to hd and not 4k mm. i don't know why so you have to crank it up i put it up and i didn't notice a difference so i put it right back down <laughs> so i mean maybe you'll notice i didn't um but whatever uh what else about the display so it's in a weird resolution because of the it's got a funky size to it so there you will get like on youtube videos or whatever or netflix you'll get like bars on the uh on the left and right so samsung and you get it with some apps mostly game it's still huge on the fucking screen but i know some people are like, oh my god fucking black bars it's not really Samsung's fault. They just made a screen that no one really programmed their shit for. So the people will either catch up or they'll get over it. And people with bigger phones, they already know what time it is. I don't think fucking the eight's going to have this issue. Um, but if you do, they have a little thing where you can hit full screen. It works good sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't because it's basically just zooming it in. So it cuts off a little bit of the bottom and the top. Uh, it is water and dust resistant because... It's 2017. <laughs> um, moving. I'm using fucking tech radars thing just to remind me of things. Uh, one one thing that I kind of am off about it is the fingerprint sensor. So the fingerprint sensor works fine, but because I have an OtterBox case, which I'm assuming a lot of people are going to get if they're fucking smart, because this phone is like, I think, the most expensive phone on the market right now. Um, it's hard to get to get the finger in there. <laughs> That's what she said. Right. Um, but it does work really well, and it's cool because I can just I can just lay my finger on it and it unlocks the phone. I don't have to go press anything else. Um, the camera. I'm not gonna get too. That's oh, that's another thing. So, so the fingerprint sensor is right next to the camera, so you will touch the camera. <laughs> you just will. You know, so you're going to have to, and it's kind of ironically funny because when you, when you open the camera app, it occasionally tells you to make sure to clean the camera off, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Um, but the camera works really well, super clean. You can record in 4k. Um, the camera app is fucking, I have this friend that is into photography and she says it has like all the settings. Like you can get crazy with it if you really wanted to. Um, it does have face unlock, which is not very accurate, <laughs> I noticed. Um, and it might be because I have a beard. I, there's a lot of apps that use um, a lot of apps that are like face recognition, like the fun ones. They don't work very well for me. Oh, yeah. And I can only assume it's because I have beard that elongates my face. Um, the iris scanner, though, works really well, but I have it turned off because... Um, and I have glasses, and it still works really well. But I felt goofy because you have to hold the phone up every time you want to unlock the phone, and you look kind of dumb when all I have to do with the fingerprint scanner is grab it, slide my finger over. You don't even notice I'm fucking unlocking it. You know, so it's whatever. Um, I'm just worried about how people view me in the world. <laughs> you know, um, so it's da, 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 da. it's an AM AMOLED Quad HD. Default, defaults to 1080p. I fuck this thing. This, this goddamn 
article's fucking me up. So this is what I want to talk about. So let me unlock this bitch. So this thing is sexy as fuck. That's number one. Um, the screen is gorgeous, and it's got that. You know, you got a premium phone when it feels like it's the softest fucking thing <laughs> you've ever touched when you're, you're gliding across the screen. Um, super quick. It's got, I think it's got four gigs of RAM and all that bullshit. I mean, it, this is top top of line premium phone, the Galaxy phone. So you're not going to be worrying about that silly shit of it slowing down. Um, Every feature you would think it would have, it has, and then it has ones you didn't even think of. So obviously, mine's bigger. So if I've set it up where I can uh, tap the home home button three times and it goes into one one handed mode, um, it has a dedicated button for Bixby. So Bixby is Samsung's digital assistant, and it's about half baked at best right now. Yeah. It doesn't really do much, and it's funny to me because. You have Google Google Now or whatever available, and it's a million times better. Now, the one cool thing that Bixby does right now is it does do photo searches for shopping. So you can take a picture. Like, let's say, let's say I'm at Steve's house, and he's got, like, a dope statue or something. Like, oh, shit. You know, I'm, I'm going to put this up. You could take a picture of it, and it's built into the camera. So you don't have to be in Bixby. It's called Bixby Lens, I think, or Bixby Vision. And it will search that item in, like, a shopping thing. Now, could you do that with Google? Yeah, it's just quicker to do it this way. Um, and it worked pretty well. I was testing it out at Target. It, it worked okay. There was a few times where it was like, what the fuck is this thing? Um, other than that, I don't know what else to say, man. I mean, it's it's obviously Samsung. Um, I ha- My faith has been restored, you know, because I know <laughs> a lot of us had the doubts with the Note and stuff like that. Obviously, we don't see a new Note out. Um but I mean, that is what it is. You know, time heals all wounds. The uh, the battery life. So I have the um, the the eight has a three thousand uh, mah battery, and the plus has a thirty five hundred. This motherfucker's legit. Like, what was I telling you? See, I plugged it in. I charged it in s- Saturday morning, full fully, and it's a Type C connector, so it charges quick as shit. I think it was like an hour and a half from dead to hundred. Um, and I'm, I'm using it steady and especially because it's new I'm using it even a little bit more download some apps and fucking around and it, I plugged it in um, a couple hours ago so it's Sunday night I plugged in like 6 o'clock Sunday night so that's more than a day and it was at like 32% it was pretty fucking impressive <laughs> for how big the screen is and and I was playing games, I was watching videos, I was downloading shit, I was doing all kinds of shit. So, if you are the type of person who likes really nice phones, and you don't like Apple. Or want to get away is, from Apple. Or want to get away from Apple. This phone is definitely good. I actually watched a video of a guy who, um, he's a really cool YouTuber, so my, uh, the average consumer. Um really cool dude he he, uh reviews a lot of tech stuff definitely check him out but um he he's been using iphone he has all the phones but he he's been using iphone as his daily driver for years and he switched with this phone um the same phone i'm talking about and he said it was a great phone but there's a few things he missed like that fucking iMessage that everybody strokes their dick about yeah he he was upset about that because all his friends had iphone you know so he couldn't 
he couldn't talk to them or group messages were such a pain in the ass. It's like, they're not really a pain in the ass. It's just because when you have an iPhone, you're used to it being one way. Yeah. And then when you get an Android, there's like six different ways and you pick the one you want, you know? So other than that, he, he had nothing. That was from an iPhone. He had nothing. He had a lot of good things to say about the phone. He said it was dope and this and that. I think the only thing, so the only two gripes he had was iMessage and then not having FaceTime. He said that video, the video chat that he was using on here on the Android phone wasn't as good. It was a little grainier. I'm like, okay, whatever. Then just use a different app. You know, like, I think he's just not used to Android. But um, so that's from Apple user too. So phone's dope as shit. I know uh, Steve about to about to cop that eight. Yeah, but hopefully by the time we record the next show, I'll have uh, I'll have the the regular eight. Um, and I'm looking forward to that too because I want to check out the uh, the eight next to the eight plus. Yeah. So so when Adam comes down next week, we'll be taking some pictures. <laughs> All them pictures. <laughs> we'll so. be taking pictures of each other's phones and shit. You know. <laughs> and also too, now that I have a new phone, I'm gonna try to you know post on Twitter more. I'm gonna try to take more pictures because the camera's kind of dope. See, the problem with my other phone is that the the battery was always dying so quick. So I would only use it if I actually need it. I think the battery was going out, though, because I had a, a Galaxy 6, and it was just old. Like, I think the battery was just worn out. Huh. Um, but battery ain't worn out on this bitch, you know? <laughs> so I'll be taking them 4K videos, bah, you know? Right. Then the battery will die. Right. And then, <laughs> I, just, I and then just wait till they just wait. Oh, well, you have, do you have unlimited? Yeah. Oh, okay, I was going to say take the 4K and then fucking upload it. Take Listen forever. Me. <laughs> let me let me explain something to you. I have a Samsung Galaxy 8 Plus with Verizon's unlimited plan. Bro, the sky's the fucking limit over here. <laughs> I'm at work. Everyone is salty as fuck. So I'm on a business account with my with my father because he owns his own he owns his own business. So he has a he has this like grandfathered in business line. It's really weird. Like he, he has a he has the modern unlimited like. My dad's a bit of a, like, he wheels and deals people and shit to get what he wants. So he got this really awesome fucking deal. And um, I'm at work, and everyone's like, oh, what are you watching? And I'm like, oh, I'm watching. I was watching, um, I think, a Wonder Woman trailer, but I was watching that shit in full HD. Like, oh, you better turn that down. You're going to drain your uh, your fucking, your data. And I'm like, data? <laughs> the fuck out of here with that. Like, I was being Man. a big dick about it, Man, dude. you're brand new. <laughs> <laughs> brand new motherfucker i'm on unlimited and then everyone goes oh they get all salty <laughs> you know i'm fucking watching i'd be at work with the fucking phone propped up watching community i don't give a fuck dude <laughs> so all right so uh yeah so hopefully next week and i'll have my phone and then we'll probably be talking about that on the show next week yeah all right so on that note that brings us to the end of the headlines <laughs> so this week's discussion topic is is interesting and, and it's interesting because it's been it's been a certain ecosystem for a while so the fact that this is seems to the ice seems to be thawing between these two uh uh media giants is uh kind of interesting so engadget is reporting via a recode report the squabbling between uh, amazon and apple might 
soon be over, at least on the TV front. Amazon's video app might finally be heading to Apple TV this summer, giving consumers an easy way to watch Amazon stream content on the set-top box. Up until now, you were forced to use AirPlay to send Amazon's video uh, streaming titles to the Apple TV. That's been one of Apple's TV's biggest downsides since it debuted in 2015 altogether with the lack of 4K support. The deal between Apple and Amazon might also lead to other changes. Amazon, for example, stopped selling Apple TV in 2015 because it didn't support its prime video service. That likely made a deal dent in sales for Apple, especially as newer devices from Roku hit the market with 4K support. If Apple actually plans to release a newer 4K Apple TV this year, as rumors suggest, and landing back on Amazon would be essential. At this point, it's unclear if any will change if anything will change for Apple's video apps on iOS. You can currently use them to watch Apple Prime videos as well as anything you've already rented or purchased, but you can't actually make those transactions within the app. That's similar to how Amazon handles digital purchases on its Kindle and Comixology iOS apps by foregoing in-app purchases to Apple ecosystems. Amazon avoids having to give iPhone maker a cut of the revenue. So um, as, as some of you may know, and I know Adam knows, I've had an Apple TV for a while now and I use, yeah. I use that in my room. And um, I do have to admit not having the Amazon um, app in there is a little annoying um but i do the thing i've had the roku but the interface on the apple tv is so much better it's so much better than the roku one the roku one is a little a little junky but 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 aside from that i have a i have one of those roku tvs yeah and it's it's okay for me. I don't know. I've used an Apple TV because I bought one for my uh, sister-in-law for her birthday a long time ago. And it's the newer one that you can talk into the remote. Oh, right, right, right. And it was, yeah, it's clean. The interface is real clean. Yeah. I expect that, though, from Apple. Right. I mean, you know. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, what do you think? What do you, do you think there? Do you think uh, Apple and Amazon are finally kind of, you know, I think somebody's making some money. That's what I think. <laughs> I mean, they, they're competitors, you know? So the only time competitors team up like this is because some, both of them are making some cash, you know? And it's... Well, yeah. I mean, you're gonna, if you got, if, if they are, you know, defrosting uh, between the two, Apple, of course, will probably be like, okay, we'll bring your, app, your Amazon video app to our service, which, you know... Um, whatever you know they buy rents and bypass the whole ios uh um payment system but then apple say but then you got to sell our apple tv right you know so it's it's a mutual beneficial thing which is great um and i i also though could it be telling that amazon will slowly back out of making their own um devices for the television because I think out of all of them, those sell the least. Like out of Chromecast, Apple TV, and Roku. I think the Amazon ones, the Fire Stick and all that, I think they sell the least. Well, the, th- the problem with, with their stuff is, like, I thought about the um, the Fire Stick. But then at the same time, it's like so many of the, the, the things that we get have, 
you know, their own, um, you know, their own apps. Like in my living room right itself, I have uh, my PlayStation, uh, my Xbox One and my TV, my Vizio TV. Both the Vizio has YouTube, Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, right, and Vudu. And it's like, kind of don't really need anything else. And the same thing with the, the Xbox. However, I have my PlayStation in my room. The downside is, though, and the reason why I use the Apple TV is, I don't know, for some reason the picture always seems cleaner off the Apple TV, even though, you know, I, I use my PlayStation. But my PlayStation sucks the bandwidth out of my, when I stream oh, anything. you know what I found out about the fucking PlayStation? Mm. That pissed me off. So I, I recently... I I was wondering why the PlayStation is going so slow. And I have um, three Wi-Fi signals coming out of my router. One is 2.4, mm-hmm. which is like the slower one that I connect old shit to. Right. Um, the, the other ones are 5 gigahertz. Right. The PlayStation doesn't have a 5 gigahertz fucking chipset in it. It can only see 2.4. So I thought something was wrong with it. I was like, why can I only see the 2.4? I looked it up, and I guess Sony didn't expect people to use wireless that much <laughs> for gaming. So I'm sitting there like, are you fucking kidding me? So 2.4 is the slowest in my house. Right. Like, so when you're watching Hulu or whatever, it skips and stupid shit like that. So I go up to the Xbox One, and I'm like, let me see what this shit's running with. The Xbox One, fucking full 5 gigahertz boss mode. You know what I mean? Like, no issues. Right. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you can watch everything on here. So I'm like, man, fuck this PlayStation. I was so mad, dude. Jesus. And then and then I'm like, okay, well, what about this Chromecast? So I plug the Chromecast. The fucking Chromecast connects to 5 gigahertz. This motherfucking Chromecast is 25 bucks. <laughs> I'm like, come on, dude. Wow. I was mad. Wow. I mean, it just, it, to me, and it's it sucks, too, because it's like, yeah, cause, I mean, now that makes sense why it sucks all the bandwidth out you know it's like it because it's doing that i mean you know and i have my xbox one hardlined right you know just because i wanted my netflix to load faster <laughs> but um but you know i mean it's it's cool i mean if i can get if i can get amazon on my apple tv that's cool i can i can use that cuz really i mean all i'm using my playstation for you know which I'm moving out to the living room since Adam's coming down because we may, you know, play around with some shit. That's right. <laughs> um, is, uh, you know, just to kind of use it as a Blu-ray player, you know. But, I mean, shit, at this point, I can buy a cheap-ass Blu-ray player, you know, and have that in my room and just have all my game consoles in the living room. I mean, there's no loss for the consumer for Amazon being on Apple TV. Yeah, not at all. And there's only, yeah, I only so. see benefits to that. Although I I do see the whole and this this does kind of annoy me, but I know why. Which which because I know because we do tech shit all the time. We know why they do this. Um, when I'm on the Amazon app, I can't buy any books through the Amazon app on an iPad. I literally right because, because Apple doesn't let them. Yeah, so then I have to stop. And it, and that's what kind of bothers. That's what's also been bad about the Comixology app because when it was just Comixology, I used to binge buy shit all the fucking time. You know, two yeah. in the morning, you're like, oh, they have that. Oh, I'll get that. Oh, they have that too. I'll get that. And you just start getting these things. Now it's like, oh, you have to go to your computer, log into the app or log into the service, 
buy them there and then send them to your devices. And that, in a lot of instances, I get why they do it, but it is not consumer friendly. Well, no, you know, it is consumer friendly to save you from yourself because it allows you enough time to think where you're like, you know, I don't really need that. Yeah, but the, you know what I mean? I, I get what you're saying, but I it's not a good business. It's not a good business. No, for model. them it is. Right. No. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's like it's like if at the grocery store they took the impulse, all the shit at the register away, like all the candy yeah. and shit. Like that that's the stuff that gets bought the most because people are standing there in line like, oh, fuck, I wouldn't mind a Snickers. Right. This shit. They, they took it and go, oh, yeah. So now you have to you can pay it here, but then you have to go next door to actually pick it up. Oh, fuck. You that. know what? I wouldn't be. I'm, I'm curious. Amazon allows you to rent movies. Are they going to let you rent movies on the Apple TV? You, you'll probably have to rent them through. You have to go to your computer. If, if, and then you'll have access. And then to you'll have access to them. Yeah. Yeah. Which means no one's going to do it. Yeah. They're going to rent it off of iTunes. They're not going to fucking rent it off of Amazon. Exactly. And then that's where that's where it hurts. Because it's like, I mean, I mean, how much? Because the thing is to say, if you have a lot of that, like a lot of that subscription service and stuff like that, I mean, is it Amazon just being that petty? Because they're like, well, we don't want to give you a cut of any money. Just because we want to do that, we're going to make our customers jump through more hoops. In which case, you'll end up having people that aren't going to want to sit there and go through that. They're going to like, yeah. oh fuck it, I'll just go through but something then, uh, else. On the on the on the other end of the spectrum. No, fuck too, you. There is no other end of this. <laughs> on the other end of the spectrum, most people that have an Apple TV are not using Amazon for that shit anyway. Mm. So it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a weird fucking middle ground bullshit that they always play and they always do this shit. Well, there was it's, it's what was that issue that I had that I told you about where I was trying to rent something on Amazon? Oh, it was on the Xbox. I was trying to rent something on Amazon through the Xbox and it wouldn't let me. I think Yeah, because Xbox rents movies. Yeah. So then I was like, well, you know, so I went fuck this and I found it on Vudu and sent them their money. Yeah. So then it's like, and I could have, and it's like going, I don't want to turn off my Xbox, go onto my TV and use the, but that's the, that's the weird thing though, is you can, so I have Vudu, I have Vudu on all my devices because we have a lot of movies on there. Mm -hmm. You can buy straight off the app for that. So it's like, it depends on what deal was struck. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's really weird to me, but you know, what's funny. I was at work and we were talking about this Amazon coming to Apple TV. Cause I was, I was thumbing through IGM before I started my shift. I was like, oh, look, Amazon's coming to Apple TV. And like, oh, it's, it's signs of times to come. And I go, what? And it's this, it's this dude that is so into Apple. Like, mm. he sucks Apple dick <laughs> all day long. Like, I, I came to work and was like, oh, look, I got that new Galaxy Doe. And he was the only one that was like, oh, that phone's fucking whack. I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. This phone far from whack. Like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. But anyway. I go, what do you mean signs of time to come? He's like, you already know. I said, no, I don't. That's why I'm asking a fucking question. And he said, Apple's probably going to buy Amazon. Oh, I go, okay. Jesus First of all, you need to calm all the way fuck down. I was like, Amazon's worth more money than Apple. What did you hear about that rumor a couple of weeks ago that Apple's looking to buy Disney? Yeah. I Apple is not that big of a company. I don't know. Like, people think that Apple is this fucking this massive conglomerate that hovers over everyone like sony microsoft 
Disney, all the, they're all worth more than fucking Apple. Well, the funny Jesus. thing is, is, if anything, Disney would buy Apple. Oh yeah, <laughs> I would, I would, I would, I would love to see that. That made me fucking laugh. <laughs> um, so I told him I was like, no, Amazon. Why? Because they have a store. I said, first of all, it's not just a store, and you know that. And second of all, no, Amazon makes most of its money off of fucking hosting. Yeah, half the goddamn internet's hosted by Amazon. Yeah, remember when the when they're hosting uh, when they had that one issue on that one hosting site? And then like all the sites were Everybody down. I was like, down. fuck. <laughs> so I was like, you're out of your fucking mind. Like, I you know what? Hold on, what? Hosting site is Apple on this big fucking. <laughs> I mean, it's on Amazon site. <laughs> what happened? Web hosting with? No, I think they have their own shit. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Because then they would that have to confirm. Ooh, that'd be so funny though. That dude. Would be. <laughs> uh, is Amazon host Apple website Apple piece? <laughs> Amazon's cloud is so pervasive. Even Apple uses it. <laughs> uh, you see this shit? <laughs> Apple even uses fucking Amazon's cloud. Like, it's... Amazon is a giant fucking company. Like, I Apple's a successful company. I'm not, I'm not saying they're fucking, you know, they're a shit company. But they're a manufacturing but, company. The thing with right. Amazon is that Amazon manufacturing is only a small part of what they do. Well, Apple does more than manufacturing, though. But but mainly they, and you have to think about it too, is like oh, um, Apple fucking owns the uh, the phone industry. I mean, no, they don't. They just have one phone. Yeah. So it's more. I mean, they have half the. They have about half the fucking market. You know what I mean? Which is impressive for only having one phone. But they only have one fucking phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, they're saving money because they don't have to make a shit ton of phones or whatever. But they only have one phone, <laughs> and their computer their computer fucking industry is not that great. Yeah, everyone thinks it is, but it's not. Yeah, if, and if their it, marketing team is great, and if it <laughs> and if it was, there'd be a lot more industry people using it. Yeah, it's only fucking millennials. But there. the thing when you said, when you said it, I was like, like Applebee's, Applebee's, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Applebee's, 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 I'm a, I'm a Applebee's. <laughs> I like Applebee's. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So I guess on uh, that note, we move on to the douchebags. So my douchebag of the week, I titled this one. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Mm. Um, this one comes from the Huffington Post. A new study provides scientific evidence that alcohol may be effective at relieving physical pain. Uh, this uh, is so stupid. Uh, I read uh, this one. No, 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 no shit. <laughs> Yeah, because they only they haven't been using that to numb <laughs> physical pain for fucking hundreds of right. years. <laughs> so according to the research, London's Greenwich University published in a journal of pain, patients whose blood alcohol level is 0.80% or 0.08%, damn, have a higher pain threshold and re- and a reduction in pain intensity. The downside, of course, is that 0.08% is a level considered to be legally drunk in the U.S., which is why you shouldn't be fucking driving. Uh, Dr. Trevor Thompson, who headed the study, is high, oh, is high on the findings, <laughs> which strongly suggests alcohol can be an effective pain killer. Thompson told the Sun that alcohol's 
pain-killing effects are comparable to codeine and said that findings suggest the, that the effect is more powerful than uh, paracetamol, generic Tylenol. Uh, however, he is quick to tell HuffPost that his study isn't, didn't directly compare booze with any over-the-counter drugs. Quote, as far as I know, there are a few, if any, studies like this head-to-head -head comparison, Thompson to HuffPost. Researchers analyzed 18 studies of 404 subjects and found that a 0.08 blood alcohol uh, content is the level in which pain relief begins really begins to take effect. Quote, some studies use higher levels and some use lower levels and this tend to reflect the higher and lower levels of pain, respectively, Thompson told HuffPost. Researchers wrote in the study's abstract that the pain relieving effect of alcohol could, quote, potentially contribute to alcohol misuse in pain patients, end quote. They suggest, quote, raising awareness of alternative but harmless pain intervention to vulnerable patients may be beneficial. If Oh, shit, did they just discover alcoholism? I know, right? It's like... Um, is this, are you from the past? It's really kind of, are you from the past? <laughs> if we can make a drug without a harmful side effects, then we could have something that is potentially better than what is out there at the moment. Thompson told, uh, told the son, lowering his monocle, um, <laughs> that I just added, um, more research is needed to determine whether alcohol reduces pain feelings of pain by affecting brain receptors or by lowering anxiety and making people think the pain isn't that bad. Um, yes. <laughs> this, whoever funded this study should ask for the fucking money back. I mean, I, this is so stupid. Oh, it is dumber than shit. I mean, when I, when I saw this and I was like, I almost picked your story, the one that you picked. <laughs> yeah. I always, mine's just fun. It's funny. I know, but I, I saw that other one. I was like, Oh, this is just dumb. Like you, what? Seriously, you had to have a it study. Just, Don't alcohol was used as a pain reliever for hundreds of years. I know. Like dentists used to for dental work, they'd be like, "Here, drink a fucking half a bottle of whiskey so I can pull your teeth out." Exactly. Like, or when, or why when, do you um, need to make? You see it in the movies, like um, you know, when people are shot, they're drinking alcohol, right? Which is dumb, yeah, because it thins the blood. Right. But still, but still, yeah. Um, the. And that's why it's a pain reliever, by the way, because it, it thins the blood. It's the same. Tylenol does the same thing. It, or, I'm sorry, aspirin. Yeah. Aspirin does the same thing. It thins the blood, which is why it's good for headaches. So it allows, usually when you have a headache, it, it's because of constricted blood vessels. Um, sorry to drop some fucking science on everybody, <laughs> but um, it's, it, this is such, yeah, it's just a useless study. Like, <laughs> Like most of I those mean, studies are thing, useless. The only thing he discovered was that you have to get to 0.08 for it to kick in. So basically he discovered that you have to be drunk before it works, <laughs> right. which we know. <laughs> I've actually done that before. Like we were out, we're out a little kickback or whatever. We were drinking, you know, having a good time. And I had just got there and I fucking like a dumbass. Like I was, I was chasing after a buddy of mine, like pretending like I was going to beat his ass. and just fooling around trying to show off for the girls and shit right, right and i stepped wrong and i twisted the shit out of my ankle Ooh. like and it was hurt and the first thing everyone was, was like oh shit you're gonna go to the hospital i'm like nah i just twisted my ankle but it hurts they brought me the fucking whiskey yeah. 
I tell you what, I felt fine. <laughs> the only problem, the injury doesn't go away. So I'm walking all around on it and shit. So the next morning, I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but um, everybody knows that. Yeah. Apparently, this Jesus. person didn't. And then, Apparently. and then this person didn't realize that, oh, wait, this could lead to alcoholism. Really? You think so? Well, I'm glad that he knows what's going on now. <laughs> and he's caught up with the rest of us. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, my story, I read my story. It's one of those things where you read it and your mouth is just open. Like, you're just like, what? <laughs> like, the whole time. You feel you missed something. <laughs> right. So, a man from Staten Island, New York City is facing animal cruelty charges after prosecutors say he killed a squirrel with a bow and arrow for a patently absurd reason. Really, there is no good reason to kill a squirrel with a bow and arrow. No, not at all. And really, what did the squirrel do? Like, Right. Well, I'm going to tell you what he did. Jonathan Mangia Mangia told investigators that he shot and killed the animal on Tuesday because it, quote, gave him a look, end quote. (laughs) Now, for those rare people who have never seen a squirrel before, because there aren't really squirrels where I live, but I've seen them because I'm not from here, they always have a look. It's the way their face is. They always look at you like either with this like, what's up look, like what's going on? Or like they're terrified. Yeah. That's the only two looks they have. Anyway, according to a criminal complaint that DNA Info obtained, he reported, he reportedly said he had thrown rocks at the squirrel to scare it away from his home quote then the squirrel gave me a look and i took it personal mangia said according to the complaint mangia also (laughs) allegedly told police that after being shot the squirrel was able to free to flee and remove the arrow from its own body that's a fucking hardcore squirrel (laughs) maybe maybe it did give him a look like you know like what you're gonna do what (laughs) you're gonna do something i bet you don't have the balls Now, that's what Mangia said, and it says it's unclear whether that's true, but an environmental conservation officer spotted the animal dead, covered in blood, and also noticed blood near the window on Mangia's property. Staten Island Live reports. The New York Police Department's 122nd Precinct tweeted about the arrest, referring to it as illegal hunting, and stated, save archery for the range. Um, officers charged Mangia with torturing and injuring animals, reckless endangerment, and violating a state environmental conservation law. He is due to appear in court next on June 27th. Um, oh, <laughs> there's a correction at the bottom, and it said, a previous version of the story incorrectly stated the man used a crossbow. That would have made it a much fucking crazier story. <laughs> um, this is so fucking sad. Like, what what has a squirrel ever done to deserve to be shot? Like right. squirrels do nothing. They don't bother anybody. I remember um, when I was living in California, I, there's squirrels out there. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh shit! I was all I haven't seen a squirrel in fucking decades. You know, since when I lived in Boston, and um, they're in the park, and these motherfuckers don't give a fuck. We're at the park <laughs> chilling, and they come down, and they're kind of looking at you. Like moving their head around, they always look like crackheads. Yeah, and they're just like, "What's up? What's up? What's up?" And then you'll throw something; they'll grab it and fucking dart up the tree. Oh yeah, like gone. Like they don't bother anybody. Yeah, it, like, yeah. Like when I go to like I um I live close enough where I walk to work, and um, I go down the side streets. So a lot of residential when I'm going through, I see squirrels all the time. 
and there's there's these squirrels that I, I and outside my window at work um there's i always see the squirrel running across from this tree from the power line going to this fake tree that's right there always grabbing shit and then running back you know every day yeah. and it's like that's all he does and then some they're working yeah. they're just working hard yeah. man and then there's one squirrel that had this fucking um orange peel in his mouth and he's on this um brick wall and I'm crossing and he looks, he sees me and he's running and he keeps, and he runs to the edge of the wall where he has nowhere to go. And I'm like, oh, what's he going to do now? Literally jumps over me onto the tree on the other <laughs> side and darts up the tree. I was like, and didn't even drop the fucking uh, orange peel. So You just like respect. I, I, that really was it. I was like, oh shit, good on you, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> The only time I didn't like squirrels is when I worked, um, for the cable company oh, right. because they chew the lines oh yeah so a lot of the repairs up the poles were that's actually when um when i fell off the pole that's why i was up there because <laughs> a fucking squirrel had chewed through the line his punk ass was still up there too <laughs> he's, look, like, the he's looking at you going, what do something <laughs> he gave you that well, look. he got it he got his last laugh when i fell off that fucking <laughs> thing but um he uh he they just take off like they're they they don't Atta- I've never heard of a squirrel attacking something. <laughs> squirrel I guess if you look. reach into its home or something, it, you might get a you might get a bite, you know. But it was like it's so. Would he throw up a gang sign and shit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe in LA, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> What's so Southside squirrels, motherfucker. <laughs> SSS. We don't play, bitch. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, that is it. For this episode, please rate and review the show on iTunes. It helps us out immensely. Watch, uh, want to catch our back catalog? You can find them on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, as well as the website, thelazygeeks.com. If you want to suggest stories for the show, you can share them on our Facebook page. Uh, we are also on social media, Twitter and Instagram. We want some feet. We also want some feedback. So drop it on the site, lazygeeks.com, or send it to our mailbag, thegeeks at thelazygeeks.com. Uh, you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle-aged geek. Instagram, middle-age underscore geek, or check out my blog, themiddleagegeek.com. And I'm over there on Twitter, at sapientlg. He'll be on there more now with that new Galaxy phone. (laughs) And be sure to tune in on Thursday for our Away Team podcast, where we're dealing with an episode that focuses on our racist doctor of season two. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that is it for us this week. So until next time... A peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.